Welcome to This is 65, an interview show featuring inspiring stories from accomplished professionals. I am your host, Erin Ackenheil, and this is brought to you by Blackpoint Insurance, where we help Medicare beneficiaries learn about the A, B, C's, and D's of Medicare, and we help agents and brokers nationwide learn to launch, grow, and retain their businesses. Let's get this show started. Hello there, Paulette. Welcome to This is 65. Um, my name is Erin Ackenheil. I am the hostess, and I am so excited beyond words to in- announce my guest today, uh, Paulette Torville. Uh, Paulette is a registered nurse who turned, um, really was inspired by the food is medicine concept to become a nutrition specialist, and she provides guidance to people of all ages uh, via Zoom or face-to-face meetings to help them really hit their nutrition goals and make lifestyle changes that'll make them more successful. So uh, today's the day. It's National Nutrition Month. Best time to dust off all those New Year's resolutions and bring Paulette on the show to uh, help everybody keep and maintain their goals. Paulette, welcome. Thank you so much, Erin, and I have to thank you for allowing me to share a platform with you and spread the word about something I am desperately passionate about. And one of the statements I'd like to make right at the start, because it's National Nutrition Month, and everybody should be pausing this month if they know about it, and just examining their diet and their nutrition in general and their lifestyle But for those raising children who have any part at all in raising children, I would like to start our meeting off by saying childhood nutrition is the biggest determinant of adult health. So remember that. Well, so that means all my problems, I can blame it on my parents. No, just kidding. (laughs) So, well, welcome everybody. If you're watching us live, I see Brittany's on there saying hello. Give us a like, uh, say hello, ask a question. I finally figured out how to see my questions online. Very excited about that. Uh, So Paulette, you and I have been working together a little bit. We, you know, we met through this process and you've been giving me some tips and advice and I've been trying to make some small changes daily. I'm already seeing uh, some success. One of the things that you had me do is track everything from food intake to my feelings and my emotions, um, all my bodily functions, right? For over a course of five days, what's the importance of that approach? Why why that approach in terms of getting started uh, to make lifestyle changes? Well, that's a really good question. And a lot of people do ask me that. What's the utility of doing that? Because it's kind of something that people that go to a conventional tradition traditional or allopathic practitioner, they're not asked to do this normally. And it's very time consuming and probably can be very irritating to the client too, that they have to do this. But you are filling out and tracking, Erin, in what we call in functional nutrition, the food mood poop journal. <laughs> and so you're tracking three to five days worth of everything you eat, but not the amounts, just what it is and everything you're drinking, all of your moods, including your actual emotional moods and your digestive symptoms, and then your bowel movements in the last column. And then in addition to that, there's water and sleep at the bottom of each page that you track. And one of the reasons we do that is because we like to know if we can make any connections there, because we see what you have taken into your body 
And then we see the mood you're presenting with or the digestive symptom. And then we can look at the bowel movement that results from that. And we do it for three to five days because if you've got food sensitivities, that food sensitivity may not even be apparent for up to 72 hours after eating that particular product. And then the other part of the utility in actually doing that is that when you're meeting with somebody, I have no way of knowing just by looking at you, if you're eating fast food three times a day, <laughs> or, you know, I have some people who come to me who they've been to a lot of practitioners already and really not seen improvements in their health, but they've used maybe, I'll call it Dr. Google in a kind way though, but Dr. Google doesn't know the details of your health history or anything about your timeline or events in your life that have happened. And so Dr. Google's information, while you can gather a lot from it and start maybe down a path of healing, it's not gonna be really specific to your individual case. Right. So you might come to me already eating all organic cooking from scratch. I have to know that. So how will I know what recommendations to make to you and where to begin and how slowly I have to go? I don't want an abrupt about face turn if that's not what you're looking for. Right. So there's- I always find it's the, it's the consistency, right? Three days maybe of eating organically and then a day of Girl Scout cookies, you know what I mean? So it's <laughs> kind of just finding that balance. So, so Paulette, tell me a little bit about your background. You know, it's very interesting. You start out as an RN, I mean, and you still have that certification, right? So. What's the catalyst for going down this different path? What's your story? Why did you decide to go this route? Well, after I didn't maintain my RN license after I finished, I worked for about 14 years in neurosurgery and neuro, neuro, neuroradiology wow. and neurology exclusively. I never worked in any other, other area of nursing. And I was always fascinated by that as a student nurse, but I noticed that we were getting more and more people being admitted to the hospital with neuroinflammation and specifically autoimmune diseases such as multiple sclerosis mm -hmm. um, and Parkinson's disease. Both of those are a lot of neuroinflammation involved in both those diseases and they're autoimmune too. And I thought the sequencing in our DNA has not changed. It hasn't changed but our environment has changed. What is going on here? And, and there was, even in that 14 year time span, there was a pretty dramatic increase in what I was seeing admitted to the hospital. Wow. And some of the young patients in the, at that time were actually dying of multiple sclerosis. Oh and, you know, so wow. I started reading um, and I became, really, really interested in environmental issues and epigenetics, which is the way our environment, especially our immediate environment, influences the expression and turns on and off our genes. Right. And I kind of got into that and it was kind of maybe more at a time when alternative medicine was coming into vogue. Right. And so, yeah, I'll get back to alternative medicine in just a second, but um, then that was probably in the late 70s, early 80s. And then around 1990, 
so, someone called Dr. Jeffrey Bland founded, created, and developed the idea of functional medicine and functional we hear so medicine. much about that, yeah. Yes. So it's commonly known as root cause resolution style mm -hmm. um, changes is what you're doing. So after I finished school, anyway, I went after I finished dietetic school and became a registered dietitian, I went back and did 10 more months of study just wow. devoted to functional nutrition. Right. Um, so it sounds like you have a real passion for this and helping I, people. I feel I have a passion for it because I've looked at the statistics, Erin, and the fact is 60 to 70% of disease in the United States is chronic. Western medicine has no answer for chronic illnesses. Right. However, I completely take my hat off to the experts, the doctor experts in disease processes. But I feel that in conjunction with that, we need to approach it from a functional standpoint as well to bring about the best possible outcome for the patient so that we can improve their quality of life. Yeah. And I'm all about making allopathic or Western medicine, alternative medicine. Yeah, I love it. So, so tell me this, you know, I mean, a lot of my viewers, and by the way, any viewers out there, throw us a like, say hello to us, uh, ask a question to Paulette. This is your opportunity to do it live. Now that I'm so sophisticated on technology, I can see your questions in the moment. This is a big deal. Um, but Paulette, like, tell me, you know, a lot of my viewers, I feel like, you know, are balancing everything, right? You know, there a lot of them are entrepreneurs themselves, one way or the other. And um, you've managed to do all this, like launch this career with raising four children. So tell me a little bit about how you had the balancing act over the course of your career. It was definitely challenging. Um, I, and I was more into the discovery of what could be done from alternative medicine and functional medicine when I first entered into this and before I became a certified nutrition educator. But um, I feel I probably made a lot of mistakes in doing it, Erin. And um, I think one of the things that I would have done differently looking back would have probably been doing more self-care and um, really paying more attention to my own needs um, a little bit more than I did. Right. But it's a lot easier in theory than in practice, right? You know, so really, really important. Yeah, it, it is really difficult and challenging. Does that answer that question? It really does. I mean, but I mean, it's just amazing that you've been so successful and, you know, really having these multiple hats that you've always had to wear. And it's not like you're shortchanging anything. I mean, I feel like your approach to nutrition is really thorough, right? I, I know this because I'm working with you as a client now and I got my assessment and it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. It's a commitment on both sides. So talk me through, you know, I know because I'm working with you, but for those out there that would like to work with you, what is your approach? Like if I came to you and I said, I needed to uh, work on my nutrition, my good health, my overall well-being. What's your process? Well, my process is that when a client, a potential client contacts me the first time, I'll usually set a time for what I call a discovery phone call conversation. And so that's, it's not really long, but 
I arrange it at such a time that we both have time to bring what we feel is important to each of us to the table because I want it to be a good fit for them. And then I will get some information on what their pain points are. I think that's really important. I wanna make sure that I can be of value to them. And if I think I can't, and if I think I need to work, sometimes I actually, at that point, already know from what they're telling me, I need to call in a functional MD too. Right. I'm not gonna go it alone if I don't think I can provide the best possible outcome for the client. Right. At the end of the day, that's what's the most important to me. Right. So that's important to me. So if the client, after we gather information on each other, and I explain to them that it's truly a partnership. Right, which it is, for sure. Yeah, we're going to be holding each other's hands. And um, if they feel they want to go forward with the process, I send them the intake form, which is about 18 pages long. You know that, right, Erin? I know, I know, I'm working on it. <laughs> and you can whittle away at it. It's filled out electronically, right, with the expandable text boxes. And then the food mood poop journal, that is also filled out electronically. I'm on the ball with that one. <laughs> there you go. And so um, after I get that back, then I look at that and I, I study that for, depending on how, involved it is it and there's a different amount of detail included with each client we're all very bio individual all of us and that's one thing that functional nutrition absolutely respects is bio individuality of the individuals so they send the forms they fill them out they send them back to me and when i see their back um i use my hipaa platform for emailing these but um after I've studied them, we set up our first intake face-to-face -face or Zoom, depending on how many counties or states away they live. And I like to see people face-to-face -face if it can be arranged, but it's not an absolute necessity. And the intake is two hours long. Wow. And yes, we flesh out everything they responded to. I go over everything. And I may or may not at that appointment have time to create a timeline. But during that appointment, there are notes that result from that, that I create electronically and send as an attachment things I want them to start working on, interventions. And so those brief notes then are emailed usually within 24 hours to the client and they can start that. Yeah, I got it. So, and then typically how often, I mean, obviously every case is a little unique, individuality is important, but just typically how often does a client need to meet with you once they get going with the process? Uh, I've, I'll say anywhere from, it's rarely a one and done. My clients that I get are usually quite complicated, I'll have to say, mm -hmm. uh, but it's rarely a one and done. They, after receiving the notes and the recommendation, I think that most individuals require about a month to be comfortable with them and start implementing the recommendation. Right, because you're not going to do immediate changes no. or sustainable changes. Right. Right? right, old habits die hard, as the saying goes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we agree on how much of an increment needs to be addressed during right. the work period. We set up another meeting with whatever interval time frame they are comfortable with. And then we go from there, meet again. Uh, 
on average, gosh, I, I, I've never even done it on average. I'll give you an example. I've met with people that have may, maybe needed three sessions. And right now I have someone that has met with me. We're probably coming up two years mm -hmm. and um, there were very serious health concerns. Right. And she probably meets with me about every other week still. Yeah. And wow incremental improvement so every every issue is yeah. different so we have some questions coming through so this is very exciting so the first question that i see coming is from lisa hi lisa and the question is how do we start to change to living a better lifestyle with alternative medicine so what's that first step just to get started uh the first step is it it depends on how much knowledge of health in general you have to begin with. Mm -hmm. And it, the first step really, in my opinion, could be as simple as using Dr. Google and seeing how it, how it fits your lifestyle, mm -hmm. seeing if you're noticing any incremental changes in improvement in your health in general, all the way to seeing what you can do with Dr. Google and then going, I'd like to take it to the next level. I'll, I'll reach out to somebody, a health professional, right? Yeah. That specializes in nutrition. And by the way, while we're, Lisa, while we're on this subject, this is a really great, great question because I'm curious, Lisa, maybe if your question is a result of us coming out of the pandemic now and everybody being made more acutely aware of health concerns. Right. But I have to say that, um, when you're seeking a nutrition professional, there's a difference between a registered dietitian and a nutritionist. So a nutritionist is not necessarily a registered dietitian. What's the difference, Paulette? A registered dietitian has been through a rigorous four-year Bachelor of Science degree program. Wow. After that, they have done a year-long internship and after that, they have qualified to sit the state board to become licensed as a registered dietitian. And then you go on to pick whatever niche you want to work in from there, be it a hospital or whatever. So registered dietitians are nutritionists for sure. And I call myself an RDN, registered dietitian nutritionist, but a nutritionist uh, could have been to a school that certified and, and many schools, I went to a functional nutrition alliance run by Andrea Nakayama for mm -hmm. my 10 months training program. And much of what I learned in the functional perspective from the functional perspective is everything she taught. Got it. And many of the certification programs turn out fine nutritionist. Yeah. So it depends on you know, what you're looking for there. Yeah, I feel like, you know, well, obviously there's lots of interest in this topic. Lisa says, thank you. Uh, and, um, you know, I just feel like just about, well, except for a few rare anomalies who are just naturally thin and perfectly fit, you know, most of my friends, family, everyone is constantly on a diet or nutrition program or trying or starting over, starting fresh. I guess, you know, we get a lot of fad things out there, intermittent fasting and eliminate carbohydrates and all these different programs that you could potentially do. I just wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, what you think of these diets. Do they make sense or, you know, how does it work for everyone? I know I had a recent experience with intermittent fasting. I was doing like a 
I guess it's a 16, eight. And I was fine with that. But then I moved to like a five, two, where you have two days where you have very little calories. And it was, it was painful for me. I, I did not like that experience at all. So, so tell me a little bit about what you think about those programs. Well, that's a good question because there's so many people trying to lose weight right now because of the pandemic as well, right? So many people report they put on weight and that's understandable given what we've all been through. It's unforgivable too. Um, so I, in brief, this is what I would respond to that, Erin. And it is that I'm not a fan of diets per se at all. I'm just not a fan. I feel that a cornerstone of wellness and health is eating a very, very diverse diet. That's a cornerstone of health. And the reason I say that is because I have studied the microbiome and I have a particular interest in it. And the only way that you can have a very healthy microbiome is in fact by eating a very diverse diet, very diverse. I'll let touch on, touch on what a microbiome is. I'm not sure everybody knows what those are and, and how they influence your good health. Well, your microbiome, a microbiome in an individual, in a human is something that has kind of entered into the health arena more strongly recently because of the pandemic, but more than that even, it's had entered into the health arena because when we finished mapping DNA in the human, the human genome, when we finished that project, they started work on the microbiome. And because of advances, advances in computer technology and the speed at which we can collect information now, and because of advances in what we can see under a microscope now, and being able to actually identify all of the different diversity and species that live in our mi microbiome and what, what diversity in those species actually supports good health in the human, including the health of your intestinal lining. We know so much more about it than we did say 20 years ago. It used to be a situation where, who wants to study poop? Who cares about bacteria? That's just, um, as, as one gastroenterologist that's quite- Considering it's something that we do on a regular basis. We wanna know more about it. <laughs> and, and it just so happens, Erin, that we can actually change the species in our microbiome three times a day. How do you think we do that? I don't know, how? By what we choose to eat three times a day. Ah, so obvious, but yet so far away. <laughs> so basically we have such power to control how we feel by what we're putting in our body. So, yeah, you know, one of the questions that I have, you know, just kind of related to this is, and you touched on it a little bit earlier, just in your experience as an RN, right? A lot of cases that come in are these autoimmune diseases or just pain associated with inflammation. Are there specific things people can eat or do to reduce inflammation in their bodies to help them, you know, feel better? There, there definitely is. And, um, most people would bet most people, and I'm saying most people because of the statistic I gave you already saying that 60 to 70% of people in the United States are diagnosed with a chronic illness, chronic in a chronic illness, one of the things that people suffering with a chronic illness share is 
inflammation in a major way in their body. So it behooves those people to really learn from an experienced practitioner how they can reduce that inflammation by choosing the right foods, eliminating certain foods from their diet, um, their thought processes, their lifestyle choices. There are many things that you can do to reduce inflammation in the body. And probably, Erin, one of the most common diseases that people know about as far as reducing inflammation for a particular autoimmune disease. And this is the only one, by the way, which is really interesting that we know the food trigger for, which is gluten. It's celiac disease. That's an autoimmune disease. We know the genes that cause it. And we also know the food triggers that set it off in the human being. Right. Really it's interesting. So interesting. Like I don't have celiac disease, but I have basically eliminated gluten from my diet and it has made me feel a lot better. Right. You know, cause I get the aches and pains, you know, the joints and everything like that. And of course, no diagnosis for that, but just eliminating gluten was a big winner for me. So listeners, listen up. You heard it from me. Uh, reduce the gluten. It's going to be good. So, you know, Paula, one of the things I think about, you know, and it's so funny, I was joking with another mom, you know, and she was just saying, okay, the kids go in bed, it's 10 o'clock at night, and suddenly she just opens the cupboards, you know, scouring for it. Like, what's your vice? You know, it's, for me, it can, chocolate is a major vice. You know, if there, I can eat and I can pound it out. Row a row of cookies, you know, um, you know, some others, it seems to be like salt and crackers and chips and that kind of thing but you know it a lot of times we're good all day right we're just so good following the program and then it gets a little bingy do you have any secrets to success on motivation and kind of fighting through that yeah and that's probably the most challenging part right Erin mm -hmm. it is it's of really challenging staying motivated because aren't all of us inundated with marketing right left and center about these really sexy looking young couples putting, what are those things you put in the toaster, the poppy things? They're oh. like a waffle, like an ego or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. But if I touch them, I gain 10 pounds. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> and so we're inundated with this marketing. And, and by the way, do you think the marketing works? They wouldn't be spending millions of dollars on the marketing if it didn't work, these marketing campaigns. Right. Absolutely. Oh the my God. Processed food manufacturers know that it works. Right. So I feel that right out the gate, I would say it's really imperative, I think, to find the client or the individual's why or their inspiration mm -hmm. for making changes in the beginning. So that's number one for me. And that is something that it's a question, of course, that's included on my intake form. And then other things are things like using devices. And when I say using devices, I mean, don't be frightened about using your iPhone. For instance, if you are someone that I have recommended, you need to get up from your computer area every 30 minutes or an hour why not use your iPhone and set a little ping on the iPhone to remind you to do that? Things like that. So yeah. use devices like that. And then another thing I would add is, I think it's terribly important, and this is another question that's asked, of course, on the intake form. It's terribly important to have support from your tribe. 
whatever your tribe, whoever they may be. Maybe it's your work family tribe. Maybe you go in this with a partner at work because what can it hurt your partners at work to go down the same path as you? You're actually doing them a favor by sharing the information, by the way. Right. <laughs> or maybe it's a family member. A husband. Perfect. Yeah. Maybe well, tell, tell me, tell me this. So the question came through on here from Suzanne and her question was, um, would any of this be covered by insurance? Like how accessible is all this from a cost perspective? Uh, I do not take insurance in my office, but certainly if you feel that you are entitled to some type of nutritional clients, counseling rather, through your insurance carrier, ask about it and find out where you stand as far as that goes. I, I doubt whether you will get a functional practitioner going that route, but take whatever you can get from whatever source to start with and see how far you can run with that. Right. See how, how much incrementally that will improve your health and then decide from there if you're gonna take it to the next level. But in, if the question actually is, it's a really good question that you're even thinking along that line, but I would say that in my office, it's a cash practice. So people pay as they go. Right. And you know, they can pay with a credit card or whatever if they wish. Gotcha. Um, and they can decide how many sessions they need maybe. And right. we, ar we arrive at that decision jointly. Right. Well, one of the things I like about you, Paulette, is, well, first of all, I just think it's an investment in your own good health, of course, which is always an important thing. But what I like about working with you is you're not trying to get people to come in a hundred times. It's very reasonable based on their needs and, and helping design a path that they can work with within their budget. So I think that's awesome. So Paulette, it's the time in the show because some people are going to take this and this is going to be their first step in being healthier and, and leading a more um, alternative, um, healthier lifestyle kind of thing. And so what I'm looking for is your terrific three, your TT, right? You know, what are, what are three things that you would list that people could do today to get started on a path to better health? So three things right out the gate. I would recommend three things that I, I'm going to say my mentor, Andrea Nakayama, this is what she feels and taught to us as students, but I firmly believe in these three things and they have to do with sleep, with daily, not every other week, every other day or whatever bowel movements, at <laughs> least one to three bowel movements a day. Don't let your medical team say it's okay to go every other day. It's not. And then lastly, really good blood glucose control. And I work on those right out the gate. In fact, one of the first things that I offer that's included in the intake, if the client can come early enough in the morning, I do a fasting blood glucose with a glucometer in my office if they're into that and they'll allow me to do it so I can establish what their blood glucose is fasting at the very first meeting. Got it. And that's included. You heard, you heard it here, everybody. Better sleep. BMs on a daily basis and check that uh, glucose level, right? So those yes. are three to get you started. And then from there, you know, you can continue to take it. So I'm sure people listening, Paulette, are going to say, 
you know, how do I get in touch with you, right? Because the thing I like about you is we can be anywhere. My viewers are nationwide and they can access you via Zoom. If they're in Northern California, they can come face to face. But what's the best way for my listeners to reach out and get connected with you? Uh, probably the best way would just be to use my website, which is www.yourdietcounselor.com. Wonderful. So www.yourdietcounselor.com. Okay, you heard it here. Uh, reach out to Paulette. Mention that you connected on the show. I love how interested people were in this topic. I feel like everybody is, you know, looking for help with diet, nutrition, exercise. It's a hot topic. Uh, literally everybody I know had it on their list for January 1st. Here we roll around to March. Some people have not been able to stick with it. You know, now we're in National Nutrition Month. So I really just appreciate you coming on, Paulette, and giving us some feedback and advice and getting us started down this path. You're absolutely wonderful. And I just want to thank you for your time today. Thank you for everything. You're really an inspiration, mom of four, dedicated nutrition counselor. You're just absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much for joining today. Thank you so much for having me, Erin, and thank you for doing your part in the healthcare system too, and doing it really, really well. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Paulette. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks, Goodbye, everybody. everybody. Throw us a like and pass this video on to your friends and family. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to This is 65. Please subscribe to the Black Point Insurance YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And you can follow me, Erin Ackenheil, on LinkedIn and Facebook. See you next time.